0: Hey everybody, this is Nate Smoyer and you're listening to the Tech Nest Podcast. This is the show where we sit down with the leaders in real estate and technology to find out what they're doing to transform the way we buy, sell, and invest in real estate. If you've got an interest in real estate and technology, stick around, you're in the right place.
1: Hey everybody! We got a great show for you today. We have the VP of Marketing from a company called Curbio. They're based out of Washington D.C., founded in 2017, and we're just added to HousingWire's Tech 100. And they are helping the pre-sell market. So get this: uh, maybe you've got a house that today is worth 200 grand, but if you did some renovations, it could be worth 280 grand and the renovations are gonna cost 40 grand. And you wanna sell the house, of course you wanna net the most amount of money, but you don't have the 40 grand to do the renovations. Who do you turn to? Well, Curbio is working with real estate agents to bring this option to consumers. The consumer pays nothing up front. They sign the contract, they work with Curbio and the realtor, they get the house all renovated, they put it on the market, they sell it and only at the closing table do they then pay Curbio for the renovations? And we go through all the details of how this is working, what makes Curbio really stand us apart from all the other options that are out there in the renovations business, some of the tech angle that they're taking to make this an efficient process. They're in over 20 markets. They hire employees in every one of those markets, so it's not just a scattered network of contractors. I think that's really what's going to enable them to continue building on this, and they're aggressively adding new markets to their offering. I think you're going to love this one. Uh, Ricky has a lot of great things to say, so kick back. Enjoy. Well, hey, Ricky, welcome to the show.
2: Hi, thanks so much for having me.
1: Ah, it's my pleasure. Uh, I'm glad we had a chance to get connected, um, and I know we're doing this first thing in the morning, so uh, hopefully we're both uh, nice and caffeinated. And,
2: yes, uh, I am fully caffeinated, ready to go.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm on coffee number two, and it's only 7 a.m. my time, so today's going to be a wiry one. <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's jump off with the, the basic as we always do. Please go ahead, introduce yourself, let everyone know who you are and what you do.
2: Sure. I'm Ricky Rogers. I am Vice President of Marketing at Curbio. Curbio is a pre-sale renovation company that modernizes the renovation experience with technology and has developed a really unique pre-sale renovation solution that lets every homeowner unlock the true equity and profit potential in their home.
1: All right. There's a lot to unpack in there. <laughs> I'm actually really excited for this because this is something I think is a pretty cool model. Um, and anything that uh, I think that is a value add to the consumer, which to me, this sounds like a tremendous value add to the consumer, I'm, I'm all in favor of. Uh, first things first, though, so congrats on making the HousingWire uh, Tech 100. That's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, we're very excited. There's a lot of uh, great uh, real estate and property tech companies on that list. Uh, so- yeah.
3: Very excited to be on there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Housing Partners has been doing a great job covering uh, companies in that space. So good on you guys for making that list. All right, so l- let's jump into this here. So you're a, you said, pre-sale renovations company.
2: Exactly, yeah.
1: Walk me, walk me down what that really means.
2: Sure. So when you think of a homeowner getting ready to sell their property, Most homeowners and all real estate agents understand that one of the smartest choices you can make before putting your home on the market is making some updates first. Um, Because today's buyers are really looking for move in ready properties more so than ever before. The demographics of today's buyers have really shifted. So buyers today are more likely to have a family with two working parents, to have longer commutes, to work longer hours. And of course they've grown up watching HGTV, um, and that has not translated into a love of renovation. Um, they have a love of renovated properties, <laughs> um, and um, and there you know, every
1: house like, you buy, there isn't a bus. You don't just yell, "Move that bus!" and get right? the green yeah, review. You right.
2: know, you don't click your heels and Joanna Gaines shows up and <laughs> should lap up, and you know, you have a, your dream home, but. they're also more likely to own multiple homes throughout their lifetime. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Where families are staying in one property forever um, and, you know, taking a lot of emotional pride and renovating that property to make it their own. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: That being said, you know, housing inventory is aging. So um, right now, I think it's, you know, 85% of homes are more than 14 years old i can i can pull that exact stat for you and send it to you after we're done but essentially as housing inventory is ages buyers expectations are still going up those two mm-hmm. things are not not in line mm-hmm. um, and because today's buyers are um less tied to that Emotional attachment to having to own their own property. Instead of buying a property and renovating it, they're just waiting it out. They're just renting until they find a move-in ready property.
3: Mm-hmm,
2: so mm-hmm. sellers are leaving billions of dollars here because they don't renovate their properties.
3: Um,
2: and then flippers and wholesalers and iBuyers buyers come in and flip those homes for a huge profit. And those are homes that's profit the seller could have kept themselves. Mm-hmm. So. But most of the time the reason sellers don't renovate is because renovation can be a huge nightmare, right? It's mm-hmm. it's stressful, it's time consuming.
1: It's also um, not a guarantee though.
2: Right. Yeah. And there's there's risk, right? Mm-hmm. So especially if you have to put the cash up front mm-hmm. um, and you don't know whether the renovations are actually going to increase the value of the home. So that's that's the problem that we're trying to solve and that we've we've solved with our new approach to pre sale renovations. So we exclusively renovate properties that are about to be sold. And we've developed uh, a really deep expertise in which renovations actually increase the value of the home and deliver a really strong return on investment. Then we defer all payment until settlement. So it's removing the risk until until closing. I've recently been told that calling it settlement is an East Coast thing.
1: <laughs> that Well, that's, you and I were talking about that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> I gotta find out what the Midwest uh, terminology is on yeah. that here. I, so, I gotta I find out.
2: Like closing to be consistent, but- It's all so good. We, we, we specialize in renovations that are going to help that home sell and work with the real estate agent to understand the nuances of that neighborhood and that city Mm -hmm. Um, and then we've streamlined the process from beginning to end so since we're the renovation company ourselves Mm -hmm. curated a portfolio of materials that one is going to eliminate the need for the seller to go to home depot or manage the selection and ordering of all these materials so it's removing all that stress Mm -hmm. that we're renovating according to buyer's taste and not seller's taste
1: you know i have two really good friends back in the northwest very smart people uh very gifted in design fairly gifted in handiness uh they bought a, a new house uh new to them uh, they bought a house and and they documented their whole renovations you know using instagram and i think um I think she posted, it was something like, it was every trip to Home Depot or Lowe's. They're like trip number one, trip number two. Mm In the 80s, 80 trips back and forth. And this is just, you know, this is one of the painful pieces. And anyone who's ever done their own renovations, but doesn't do it for a living, Mm -hmm. will go through this because you'll always pick up something that has the wrong attachment Mm -hmm. or it's more than you needed or you bought four when you needed half of one. You know, it's just like, all those different things. And that's wasted time, energy, and that's the wear and tear on just like, I think the person that you're taking that out. And that has, that's everything before we get to the part where, okay, now depersonalize, get all your junk out of the way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now let's have a hundred strangers come through your home and make sure you're cool with all that. I mean, that's before all that stress.
2: Right. Yeah. I mean, and even if, I mean, even if your friends had decided to, not diy and to use a typical general contractor they would have run into the same problems right Mm -hmm. because general contractors are not experts in renovation roi or in, in which renovations are going to increase the value of the home gcs are experts in doing what the homeowner asks right right and they're also really incentivized to try to expand the scope of work because the bigger the project, the more money they get. So for sellers who really need to be thinking about how much do I need to invest here to get the most bang for my buck, the GC is gonna be saying, oh, let's just do, let's just add this on, let's just add this on. So that you know, lack of alignment between the goals makes it even more stressful and even riskier if you go the, go the route of using a traditional contractor.
1: Yeah, so let's talk about that briefly. So, um, you know, trying to figure out, okay, so you know, and we talked about this when we first connected. You know, what separates Curbio from just being a contractor, right? Because in theory, I could just I could set up a website, I could run some ads, collect some leads, and then send out. You know, hire a GC. You know, maybe I was working Chattanooga and Cleveland, like the tertiary markets or smaller city market, secondary markets that you know, that have that aging inventory that are gaining some popularity right mm-hmm. perfect scenarios for for this what would be the difference between me doing that and what you guys are doing
2: i think the, there are a few major differences one of them is the pre-sale renovation expertise that we've already talked about mm-hmm. um, but the other is really the approach and the scale so the reason that most Projects take so long to complete, and why um, most people are not known for you know, meeting kind of <laughs>
3: Because
2: the the supply chain is really fragmented and mm-hmm. complicated. So, um, and there's a lot of preparation ahead of the project kickoff. So, finding the materials, making sure the materials are high quality. And And of course, choosing the materials that are going to appeal to buyers. So we have closely studied those um, those components of renovation. And we have a whole production and design team that all they do is stay ahead of those trends,
3: Mm
2: -hmm. curate that supply chain so that we know that we can get those materials exactly when we need them. Mm -hmm. Um, Between the day the seller signs our contract, to to complete the renovation to the day we're kicking the project off is 10 days on average wow really fast turnaround time there Um, and not to mention of course the seller doesn't have to deal with the stress of handling all of that Um, but also we're uh when you compare us to some of the other deferred payment solutions that are out there right now because there are some programs um being rolled out by real estate brokerages that solve the financing part of the problem. So they'll let homeowners do some work before they put their home on the market and they'll basically front the money for them. Mm -hmm. But I I say this, I say this when I'm talking to people a lot, but deferring payments the easiest part, right? Mm -hmm. The complicated part is actually doing the work and having that expertise. Um, So we have on the ground project managers in every city we work in, they're full-time Caribbean employees, and they're they're handling the projects.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: and then on the on the back end is the experience, and that's really where the technology comes in. Most customers who have bad renovation experiences, it rarely has anything to do with the price. It's almost always because of communication
3: mm-hmm. and
2: the overall experience. And we knew that right away that we had to make that a priority with our model. So we've developed a client portal where the real mm-hmm. estate agent and the seller um, communicate with their project manager. They see a detailed virtual timeline. They have to approve any changes and they get daily photo and video updates from their project manager, which is really valuable if the seller is no longer in the property. Oh and, yeah renovating homes where the seller's already moved to another state. They don't have to worry about, you know, having so much like on the property and that person's normally the realtor, right? So it's eliminating that stress for the realtor too.
1: Yeah. Well, and let's just be real. If you're in a busy market, that means that realtor has, you know, they may have three or four other deals pending at that moment. They're working 16 to 20 leads that say they're ready to buy, but could not do anything for the next 180 days. Yeah. They're filling their pipeline, they're doing open houses mm-hmm. and, you know, in a busy season, they're looking as, you know, frantic as ever. <laughs> and yeah, so yeah, to stop by to grab the area. photos, like that's, you know, it sounds like a basic thing, but you add that to the already big list and, you know, it's just not, it's not, it's not realistic that it's going to happen. So I, you know, I think that that's a, that makes a lot of sense. And then having that communication directly with the, the customer um, that's, that's something that I would like to have with like every service in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, even just with like, uh, when I hire, a, you know, if I hire an agency to handle something for me, um, I feel like sometimes I'm the worst customer because I just follow up like two days later, like, all right, where we're at, like, what's, what's the next thing. If I've got any questions, then doubts start setting in. And the moment doubt starts setting in, like, that's where the person regrets the decision or starts having those, like. Oh no, what have I done? Do I really yeah. want to go down this path?
2: I mean, I think you make a good point because what you're describing is you're used to on-demand services. Like you are used to having a completely transparent customer experience when you, you know, order a order a ride share, like when you use a ride share. When I order
1: a pizza, I, I want to know. to know it hits the oven. You're
2: it, right, so that's what we expect. Yeah. And the, <laughs> renovation, the renovation industry has not kept up with that change, with that yeah. change in the way customers expect to be served. So that's a big priority for us. I think on the front end too, um, part of our part of our tech platform is our virtual walkthroughs. So we we do all of our um, estimates virtually without sending a crew to the property. We use three D video technology. Oh wow! Um, and we deliver a a fixed price detailed proposal and when we first started doing this we felt like this was pretty straightforward we're giving you a detailed proposal with you know letting you know exactly how much everything is going to cost but what we were surprised to find is how excited we were about the level
3: of detail
2: and the transparency in our proposals um, because most of the time when you get a quote from um, a gc there's you know it's very vague deliberately so so you There's
1: 10 items listed right and one number which is right. the final cost and yeah. nothing is broken out.
2: Right right but in our proposals you know exactly how much your kitchen's going to be and then yep. in, in the portal you're seeing all your signed documents and and again it's uh these things are um, they're not easy to do but they're so critical to the experience and realtors really love that too because when they recommend an a company like ours, you know they're putting their reputation on the line if they're oh, totally the yeah going to come back to that.
1: Yeah, how many markets are you guys in at the moment?
2: I think we're up to twenty three right now. So, wow, um, we are in major cities across the United States. Uh, most recently, we've launched. San Francisco and Denver are two mm-hmm. markets, and um, within the next six weeks, we'll be launching uh, Las Vegas and uh, the Los Angeles Riverside area. So, we're wow, those two,
1: yeah. There's plenty of homes out those way, um, and yeah, I, I think there's so much, so much about that. But I mean, I don't, don't want to harp just on too much on on like the. Uh, uh, the deferred payment, but I I do want to get into just the details of how that works. Right. So, um, because I I think this is key Mm -hmm. to just the amount of friction on the front end. There's a lot Mm -hmm. of people who have homes that are 10, 15,000 away from even just being financeable, let alone sellable, just, Mm -hmm. you know, and if they're not financeable, Mm -hmm. they're no longer just 15,000 less in market value. Now they're like 30, 40 grand less because only buyers are, flipper wholesalers who are buying cash and they're not going to pay full value. So, um, walk me through, you know, when someone signs a contract, how do you, how do you manage that? And then how do, um, how does Curbio get paid? Cause that's obviously a big deal
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that,
1: that you guys end up getting paid because you're taking some risk up front, which means obviously that's why you go through the detailed process mm-hmm. in the front end of, you know, the the 3D walkthrough and and the detailed estimate, because you have to know your costs. So yeah, walk me through, how do you get paid?
3: Yeah,
2: so we start each project um, before, you know, at the estimate stage, we begin with an analysis of the ROI. So what is the potential return on a renovation for this home, and also an equity analysis. So we're making sure that there's enough equity in the home, that there's going to be plenty of proceeds at closing to cover um, the cost of the renovation. This is one of the reasons we only work with sellers that have a real estate agent
0: um, Mm. because
2: the real estate agent is going to have a very clear view of what this house could potentially sell for renovated and what it would have to sell for in its existing condition. We want to make sure between those two values, between the as its value and the after renovation value, that there's a significant lift. It has to be a good business case, not just for us, but for the seller. You know, if we find that, you know, the renovation is going to be $50,000, but the, you know, based on the market, the real estate agent would only be able to sell that home for $20,000 more. You know, we're going to tell the, the seller, this probably isn't a good, smart choice for you, right? Mm -hmm. So we're all on the same side here. Nobody gets paid until closing. So, you know, we all have the same goal of getting the home on the market quickly, selling it for the best possible price. Now, once the um, seller signs a contract with us, they agree to put the home on the market within a week of us finishing the project. So they have to put it on the market. Um, They Mm -hmm. agree to leave it on the market until it sells. So once it's on the market, they can't take it off. if there's a love it or listed situation, if they decide that they don't, you know, they no longer want to uh, list the house, that's fine. They just have to pay for the renovation work. They just pay the contract amount, and then we're then they're released from the the contract. Um,
1: How often does that happen? You guys come in, you totally transform. They're like, why would we move? We have what we want.
2: You know, it's it has only happened. Um, I'm less than five times in all okay. of the we've ever done, and in most of those cases, it's not because they decided not to move. It's just because they decided they didn't want to list the house right away. Something mm-hmm. um, in their timeline changed. But that's a. I mean, it's a. It's interesting because that kind of shows that again, the deferred payment is incredibly attractive. But mm-hmm. many people that work with us are are more compelled by the convenience and the speed um,
3: yeah
2: so it, it's rare but it does happen and and that's fine and then they we also um in our contract um we do require them to make periodic uh reductions in the list
1: right okay yep.
2: about two percent a month but yep. we're flexible with that for uh you know we're going to make that a little less um, less steep for homes over the million dollar, you know, cause yep. they have a longer, um, a longer. Yeah. Um, and then once the home is sold, um, we are paid through the proceeds of the sale at closing. So we file a deed of trust on the property and that is going to signal to the settlement company that, um, we need to be paid for our work. So the homeowner, they never even write us a check. We're just automatically paid.
1: It's it's so beautiful. This is one of the things. Like when we talk about, uh, a lot of people push back about real estate's a people business. You can't replace this or you can't change that. But you know what? It's also a process heavy
3: mm-hmm.
1: business with so many people trying to put their hands in the cookie jar at the same time. Right. Uh, and what you're describing, like the operations behind the curtain, probably looks like a madhouse. And then you come out on the showroom floor, and it's nice and clean. It's quiet. Things are moving along. And and that's that's the whole point. And I think um when I look at you guys versus anyone else as a you know a traditional rehab or a contractor, like those would be like the glaring differences as you know, automating some of those processes, smoothing that out and having it down and detailed to communication across multiple parties, you know, both the cust- the end customer but also the key person, the realtor who I do want to talk about, um, so obviously they're they're so key to your transaction, Mm -hmm. Um, you've got your own contractors. Do you have your own network of agents or are you um, looking at this as, you know, reach agents as a distribution strategy and then rely on their referral?
2: We have, uh, we do exclusively market to real estate agents. So Mm -hmm. we made the decision that we were going to keep realtors front and center in this transaction. I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of tech companies in this space that are trying to replace the real estate agent or take mm-hmm. the relationship, take the home on a relationship away from the real estate agent. And that's something that's really different about Curbio we um, we're very confident, um, in the, and we appreciate and respect the value that the real estate agent brings to that relationship. Um, so that's, again, we only work with sellers that have a real estate agent because we rely on their, um, local expertise and combine that with our pre-sale renovation expertise. Right. Um, and realtors really love working with us because they are one, no longer responsible for managing all these projects. <laughs> most of the time, the the realtor ends up becoming the de facto GC. I mean, I'm sure you, if you talk to any realtor, they'll tell you they're, oh yeah, I'm always you know making helping my clients pick out the tile, making sure they don't, making sure they don't paint the walls a crazy color. I'm going to <laughs> home to go for them. I'm chasing down contractors and collecting estimates, and it's incredibly time-consuming. And that's that's time they could be using for lead gen or for marketing, mm-hmm. uh, or for networking. So they're they love that they uh, can hand that piece over to someone that they trust. Yeah, um, and then they're also using Curbio to to win the listing. So I, many agents are using us to approach sellers that maybe are on the fence about selling because they know they need to make renovations, and walking up to them and saying, "Hey, I have a partner that." Can handle this whole renovation for you. You don't have to pay anything until the house sells.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So it's a great way to add value to that relationship. Yeah. And we provide agents, you know, on our website and through our webinars, et cetera, with um, the assets they need to explain the value of pre-sale renovation to their sellers.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: so that that realtor enablement is a is a big piece of our strategy.
1: Yeah. And I think, um, you know, when I, when I like kind of looked at that from a real estate agent's perspective, you know, as I've shared on the show before in a past life, I worked as a real estate agent. Um, so every time I hear, like I go through these stories, I'm like, and I had less than a year in it. I I, I like to say that, um, I saw the light early, Mm -hmm. but for me, I was a terrible residential real estate agent for many reasons. Um, But I just think through and recall like so many of those experiences and the feelings, especially because it's in the moment, the feelings that really matter. And what I hear with Curbio is there's such a value add even to the real estate agents, what they bring to their client and no cost. And that's a totally different pitch um, than everyone else vying for the agent's attention. The standard pitch that I tell everyone if this is your model um, just prepare to close mm-hmm. is if you have to say but if you just close one deal it pays for itself I'm like yeah. you can't you can't do that because there's 20 other companies saying that and right. if you close 20 deals and each of them has to you know pay back that's not oh, that's a break even business that's not profitable that's not interesting right. so you know I like this because it brings more value to the agent to extend to the end consumer. I think that's a really um, unique position in offering. Um, I don't know how many direct competitors you guys have. I haven't looked into it, but it sounds like really what you're competing against is indirect. Is it a fragmented network of contractors and managers and trusted sources and, um, and not literal just uh, trade contractors, but actual contractors like you're not having employees you're having to find people and verify they've got insurance and the, the backings and they can pull permits. And so, um, there's a ton happening there. I think it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Um, I love to talk about the customer for a little bit. So, uh, maybe you can break it down. Who is the perfect customer for Curbio?
2: Yeah. The, so the perfect customer is a homeowner who has equity in their property is ready to sell. Um, and, Wants to maximize the profit. They leave the closing table with Mm -hmm. um, And whose home can benefit from you know, $15,000 or up of work. Our minimum is $15,000 so homeowners who um, Are looking for kitchen and bathroom remodels, you know, our 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 projects really are span uh, all all different spaces and all different um, price points. So we do everything from, you know, whole home remodels where we're, you know, ripping out everything and replacing everything from the bottom up to, mm-hmm. you know, twenty five thousand dollar spruce ups where we're painting, we're doing some electrical, updating the lighting, replacing the flooring, um, and then we also do exterior work so roofs, driveways, siding, etc. Yep. Um, yep. So I think the the ideal customer is someone who um, is ready to um, move on to the next chapter of their life, and who is um, doesn't want to manage the renovation it themselves. I would mm-hmm. say mm-hmm. if you're the type of homeowner who loves to be super involved and wants to, uh, you know, pick out everything down to the, uh, you know, the color of screws that you're using to put cabinets <laughs> together. Like it's not going to be for you. Right. Yeah. Uh, our That's the, our approach is turnkey and trying to make it as painless for the homeowner as, as possible. But can I go back for a second to what you said about the, the competitive space?
1: Yeah, go for it.
2: Um, I, I just wanted to, to mention, um, because you're right, we don't have any, um, there, there's no direct competitor that's doing exactly what we're doing, mm-hmm. um, and you're right that our what we're coming up against or our, who we're truly competing against is, in, to some degree, traditional contractors. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's I mentioned earlier there's real estate brokerages now many of them have these concierge services that handle um, the you know, part of the problem. But we don't really see those as uh, competitors and case in point, you know, n- the majority of our, um, real the realtors that we partner with are coming from brokerages with those types of services. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those types of services are great for small projects um, because not every project is gonna benefit from um, that on the ground, hands-on project manager. Um, where we're really adding value is the larger projects that need that uh, need that expertise and ROI, um, mm-hmm. and are going to have significant impact on the value of the home. That's mm-hmm. the space that we're really playing in.
1: Got it. Got it. I appreciate you sharing that um, and going into detail there. Um, I'm curious, uh, I know you guys have only been up and running since 2017, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's a relatively short amount of time to where you've gotten already 20 some markets, which is amazing. Uh, And it's not just a a network of 1099 contractors. So building out employees in all those places is is incredible, really. Um, But I'm sure somewhere along the way, you guys started trying something or working on something that just wasn't working. (laughs) Or maybe some failed experiments. Is there one that you can go into some detail on or share about?
2: I think one assumption we had early on in the business was that we would do a lot of work in areas of density, like dense urban areas, right? So that's one of the reasons that we entered, um, Entered Philadelphia as our third market.
1: It needs a lot of renovation, by the way. Please, that's my home. That's my hometown area.
2: <laughs> we're doing a lot of work there now. But what we've found is that we're we're really doing just as much work out in the suburbs. They're they're you know we're we're getting business from um, every you know every street within our our coverage area. Um, so I think that's one um, that's one assumption that turned out to um, not, not be true. I think another thing that we've, uh, implemented that we didn't do early on is the, um, the materials portfolio. So when we first began the business, we, um, we made recommendations about the materials to be used. Um, but we still, uh, you know, the, the seller still weighed in a bit more. Um, but what we found is that that really slowed down the process, right? Because sellers have opinions. Um, and so creating this Have you
1: ever seen sellers pick out the right paint color? <laughs>
2: Not personally. No. That
1: takes weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: but now that we have, you know, that we have this really great portfolio, we show them, you know, these are the vanities we're recommending, you know. Yeah be um and speeding speeding up that whole process um, i'll tell you um we have had uh recently um a, a a property and we've had a couple like these where the homeowners have come to us the, the realtors and the homeowners have come to us and they've they've had enough equity but there's been some outstanding circumstances so mm. Um, you know they're elderly. There's there's one family I'm thinking about in Houston. Um, they were um, an elderly couple. They really didn't want to be in the home during the renovation um, because mm-hmm. they just how hard it would be on them. They also had an outstanding tax bill um, that they oh. were worried about paying. Um, and you know, but the home had so much potential and making a good profit on this property was really going to be the difference for them between a comfortable retirement and an uncomfortable one. Um, Mm -hmm. and so we, uh, we paid for their, uh, temporary housing. So we relocated them. We paid off that tax bill for them. Wow! Um, And you know, those are the types of choices that I'm so glad we have the ability to make. Um, I'm glad we, um, I'm glad we continue to, focus on the homeowner's interest, Um, even when it, you know, even when it adds, you know, an extra, an extra element to the, to the process, Uh, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, yes, we're, we're a tech company that's modernizing the renovation experience, but at the end of the day, you know, renovation and real estate's still about people and relationships and you can't, uh, you can't automate that, uh, that relationship. So we're, we're staying really, really true to that.
1: Um, I I love that.
2: And then of course, yes, we have, uh, you know, our project managers, I, I always, uh, I always encourage them to send us pictures and they share them in our Slack channel of weird things they find behind walls, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, um, you know, like old, weird antiques that maybe were medical instruments at some point. Um, uh, I can
1: share a story about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so my, I, my, my rental up in Washington, um, it's had, uh, I think, three different addition phases. It was originally built in 1930. Mm-hmm. And so one roof pitch angles into a different angling roof pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the guy bought the house off, when he re-roofed, they didn't put any flashing or anything to tr- create a seal where those pitches come together they just cut the shingles mm-hmm. the water was just you know getting underneath and it would go down the roof that was covered mm-hmm. and then it was sitting on top of drywall so one day when my drywall was bubbling because of the rain in the northwest i realized well i've got to replace this so i ripped out the drywall and um there was you know the the standard sports drink bottles
3: mm-hmm. food mm-hmm.
1: wrappers it was the underwear that i thought was weird <laughs> it was like like, come on! You know, I, someone did that intentionally. They're like, someone's gonna laugh about this. Right. I was yeah. not happy about mm-hmm. having to pull that out of there, but that was
2: um, not an accident. Yeah, um. no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was just weird. Yeah. Um, well, let's keep it moving here. Um, I wanna, I wanna hit on one more thing, um, and then we'll, we'll jump down to the uh, final segments here. You're in twenty some markets. You're expanding some new markets. Uh, only up and running since 2017. Um, and you know, really honestly, fairly, I would say only two rounds of funding, right? Correct. Okay. Yes. But how many, how many deals have you guys been able to get into or, um, end customers have you been able to work with in that time period?
2: So right now we are on track to complete a thousand plus renovations before the end of the year. Um, and, uh, I think the real the the real uh the real result there is um the amount of profit we've added for sellers. So we've generated close to 18 million in additional profit for sellers through our renovation. Wow. Um so you know, on some homes it's 25k, on some homes it's you know, much, much, much more than that. Um so that's a number we're we're proud of. We have about 75 uh maybe up to 80 now um full-time employees
1: wow good on you guys well with that we're going to transition into my favorite part of the show this is the game i like to call for the future okay yeah, for the future is the segment where i get to ask each guest comes on the show to give their best predictions based on the following four questions ricky are you ready to play
2: i am ready <laughs> All right,
1: let's do this. Uh, question number one, uh, you kind of just answered it, but what does Curbio look like one year from now? One
2: year from now, we are in five to eight additional markets. Um, we are uh, over a thousand renovations. And uh, I think continuing to uh, expand, we probably have um, many more uh, strategic Alliances, uh, which is a program we're rolling out now, um, which we'll be announcing in the coming days, uh, which are essentially uh, formal partnerships with larger brokerages um, that we're super mm. excited.
1: Very cool. I'll, I'll be looking for that news. Uh, question number two, I know we didn't get into the prop tech industry much, but what do you think, um, what will prop tech as an industry look like as well? When you're year from
2: now?
3: now?
1: Yeah.
2: I think a year from now, we're going to start um, seeing more companies in the industry focusing on the um, on the customer experience, not so much on the transaction. Mm I I will see that continue to happen, Um, and I think the tools around in home. in-home automation and uh actual the technology that's working within the properties Mm -hmm. is going to get much much cooler much much faster um so we're seeing a lot more tools that um, help you quickly measure and analyze um the value of your home and your appliances and all of the um solutions with um, VR that show you what your house could look like, if Mm -hmm. you do Y and Z. I think those are going to become a lot less clunky and a lot more um, user-friendly in order to get into the hands of realtors. That's, you know, they're they're trying to make those solutions as easy as possible for realtors to use.
1: Um, I have to say this. Uh, My favorite tech tool right now, Mm-hmm. that's related to the home is the ruler app on the iPhone. Have you used it?
2: Mm-hmm. I have. Yeah.
1: I feel like I've been missing. I don't know how long I've been missing out on. I only just discovered it like two months ago and it is amazing.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's so much. Yeah. There's, there's, there's so much you can do. Um, and I think again, Curbio is very much of the mindset that, uh, you can automate and streamline a lot on the front end in terms of the estimate and the walkthroughs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you still have to keep the person you know, at the center of, of everything, right? And the relationship at the center of everything. But
1: yeah. All right, uh, question number three, what's one industry trend you think will continue, but you wish would go away?
2: Uh, industry trend that I wish would continue.
1: No, that you you think will continue, but you wish would go away.
2: Oh, um, you know, this is definitely something that I have been guilty of in the past, but I think that we all need to stop saying we're the Uber of X. Um, you know, more, I, I feel like I'm hearing a lot of people say like, oh, our company, you know, we're like the Uber for, uh, renovation or the uber for uh staging and um i think that's going to keep happening but it needs to stop i guess that's not really a trend so much as a like a talking point
1: that's okay mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll allow it <laughs> <laughs> all right question number four for the future what's one thing you believe will dramatically change or fade away in real estate as a result of tech advances
3: mm.
2: I think, Oh, there's, uh, there's a few in mind. Um, I think that, uh, site appraisals are definitely going to change a lot because of tech. Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: I think that the way people, um, find and connect with real estate agents is going to, um, shift, a great deal um i don't think we're going to see uh i think i buyers are you know going to continue to be a solution but i think we'll see more and more brokerages like they have been bringing that solution Mm. in-house and uh i think one thing i uh i don't see happening right now um brokerages are still just like they did with the I solution. They're always trying to bring us all these services in house. Um, as soon as they see kind of an, a new, um, a new solution on the market, they're trying to replicate it in house in order to stay in control of that customer relationship, which makes total sense. Um, I think, uh, we're going to see the limits of that. Mm-hmm. Um, as, um, I think brokerages are gonna keep finding creative ways to partner with companies, um, not just like Kerbio, but with with other companies to still maintain their uh maintain their ownership of the relationship uh mm-hmm. without taking on so much risk and overhead. Mm. That was a long winded answer, but
1: that's okay. I'm I'm here for I'm here for all the details. Uh so I love it. Um yeah, I, I there's so much packed into that. Um, and, um, you know, we didn't get into this. Uh, maybe we'll have to get to another time. But, I mean, there's obviously everyone is chasing after the lead
3: mm-hmm. as
1: early as possible. I mean, you guys are in a very unique scenario because you have to somehow get in front of them before they're ready to put it on the market. So mm-hmm. that is like an extra added challenge, uh, but which is why it makes a lot of sense that you're working directly with the rollers in local areas as part of your distribution strategy. So, um, that, you know, that answers that, but yeah, the, the fight for who gets there first and maintains the relationship, whether you're listing it and selling it, or you're just part of managing the transaction mm-hmm. is, is definitely hyped up and, uh, it's going to change continually as I think really as consumers perceive it. However, the presu- consumers perceive is the best value, regardless of what anybody else say in the industry. That's where they're going to go and give their attention, as well as name and email.
2: <laughs> right, exactly. And I think um, the benefit of uh, the 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 real estate world right now, and the simultaneous uh, continued fascination with HDT is, I, I think it's actually easier to. Hear
3: now than it has been in the past.
2: Yeah. Um, and uh that's good for us and for the real estate agent and for the homeowner who's gonna make more money. But uh I, I do think over the next, you know, over the next year, pre-sale renovation is just going to become just the norm. Like it, people are going to just accept that it has to happen. Yeah. Uh, so which I I think is a move in the the right direction for everyone trying to make money.
1: Yeah. Love it. All right, we're going to move into the last three. Uh, Ricky, these are questions more about you, so our listeners get to know you better. Uh, The first one is, what are you reading?
2: Oh, uh, right now, so I alternate between fiction and nonfiction. Mm -hmm. Um, So right now I'm reading Such a Fun Age, which is a novel, um, but I um, have... um, a stack of nonfiction um, ready to go. Um, I am going back and rereading some um, Malcolm Gladwell. Mm. And then I'm also getting uh, ready to read, uh, I think it's called Switched. It's by the same authors that did Made to Stick. Yep. Um, So I'm looking forward to- That's
1: Dan and Chip Heath.
2: Yes, yeah, so it's, it's definitely been out a while, but I just, I have not gotten the chance to read it. So that's what I'm reading right now.
1: Very cool. Uh, question number two, who are you learning from?
2: You know, I learn, yeah, that's a generic kids gonna like, I learn from everyone around me.
1: <laughs>
2: uh, I learn- people
1: have given that answer. Right. I do accept it though. I I'm glad that you're going beyond that.
2: Right. Um, I, um, I mean, I'm very fortunate to work, uh, to work for a CEO who's a serial entrepreneur. So I'm constantly learning from him. I'm also learning uh, more and more negotiating strategies from my two small children. and (laughs) They just surprise me every day with their strategies. You know, they're so good at shaping those strategies to match, their goal, to match the audience, match mm-hmm.
3: the scenario. Get, get
1: their Children are the most persistent when asking for the sale, and uh, they demonstrate the um, most natural tendency to mirror and match, which are, mm-hmm. is one of the most important elements in a negotiation.
2: Right. Yes, exactly. And, I, and it's funny because they're um, – they're picking up, you're, you're right. They, they start picking up on what I, you know, what I do for a living and,
3: uh-huh.
2: um, they, but it's still tough. I remember my, my son asked me, uh, this is probably six months ago, but he was like, so, you know, what is like, what is marketing? What do you do? And I was like, well, I, I try to help my company grow. And he was like, you, so you just like tell it to eat vegetables. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. I wish that's what I had to do. If that's all
0: it
1: took.
2: I know. Yeah. Here's
1: the smoothie drink up.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Very cool. Uh, last one here then what inspires you?
2: Uh, and what inspires me is like the, the feedback, uh, and the stories we hear from homeowners and the real estate agents that we work with. Um, every time I you know get a note or see a note come in on Facebook or some other social channel about um, you know how they thought they would never be able to sell this house um, and now they're able to you know move to the town where their children and grandchildren are um, mm. those uh, those stories are so great I think uh, as a you know as someone that's a marketer and it's been in marketing a long time it's it's rare that you get to market a product that you're truly proud of. Um, I think this is not to say, you know, that all marketers are, you know, soulless and, uh, you know, they don't believe in, I, I know that's not true, but if you're, you know, if you're pitching, if you're a marketer that's marketing for a software company or for hmm. a type of services company, um, you might love the product, but, uh, and you might, you know, in your marketing copy, say things like "change." It's changing lives, and it's truly different. Um, and that might be somewhat true, but at the end of the day, you know, it's still um, it's it's a it's a business product. Um, and what I mean, marketing Kerbio is really a marketer's dream because it's a product that is um, truly impactful, truly unique, and that you can really feel proud of. You don't ever have to feel like you're, you're, uh, there's no spin involved. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. I, loved. I love it. Um, Ricky, this has been fantastic. Uh, I really appreciate your time getting to know more about Kirby what you guys are doing. Um, I thought I had a good vision of it and I think I've gotten even better vision really of how you guys work and the angle and, um, kudos to you on figuring out, you know, the estimation all the way through the management of the transaction and just getting rid of all the friction on the deal. So, um, very cool, excited to read the news about some of your upcoming partnerships. Uh, but that's just a teaser for everyone listening, you know, uh, stay on the Technest uh, email list if you want to get the updates on that. But before we close out, um, if uh, people want to get in touch with you or they want to learn about more about Curbio, where are the places they can go and how do they do that?
2: Um, Curbio.com uh, is our website and we're on all the social medias, uh, usually as Curbio HQ, um, Instagram and Facebook. is a great place to check out a lot of our work. We have really great before and after photos there. Um, and um, we are always sharing great customer stories there. So um, that's, that's where you can find us.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Let's keep in touch, uh, and uh, yeah, keep making Philly look better because it needs all kinds of work. <laughs> and let me know when you, when you guys make it to the suburbs of Seattle, uh, got a place north of Seattle, I was thinking.
2: Okay, We're in Seattle now. You might be in our country. You're
1: in Bellingham.
2: I'm. I'm not gonna. I don't want to commit to it on the air, but. Fair enough. Give me the zip code and I'll let you know.
1: <laughs> there we go. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. Uh, and let's keep in touch.
0: All right. Thank you. Bye. Well, that's it for today. Thanks so much for listening to the Tech Nest podcast. Hey, don't forget you can get on the email list. You never miss an upcoming episode. That's Tech Nest.io. That's T-E-C-H-N-E-S-T dot I O. Get on the email list. Uh, go to the app store, whether you found us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you found us. Leave us a five-star review and share it with your friends. And if you've got a guest or someone that you'd like to recommend or if you think that you'd be a great guest on the show, hey, send me an email, nate at realteampanda.com. That's nate at realteampanda.com. See you guys later.